Do sneaker companies really think they can pull the wool over our eyes? We'll get into that this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that you are doing well, and I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode. Before we get started, I just want to remind you that on YouTube, we are an entity of INC Sports. So if you are not familiar with that, please check that out on YouTube, and you can find that in the show notes if you are listening in the podcasting space. Nothing changes in the podcasting world. We will always put content out on the Fire Footwear feed. So if you've been listening to us or viewing us at this point, I just want to say a big thank you. The reception to the first video last week was pretty awesome. And last week, though, I did talk about the state of sneaker culture because I believe that we're in this place that could be considered the golden era. And I understand that I did give a lot of negatives last week, but it's not all negative. Even though a lot of the sneaker companies are not really doing a whole lot to innovate these days, and there is rampant signs of that all over the culture, I do think, though, we are in a place where we have options. And I think that those options are great because it does allow more people into the culture and it allows more people to properly participate in the culture. One of the things that always bothered me about the way that 2020 and beyond went was the fact that a lot of people were excluded for reasons that had nothing to do with them. It wasn't because they got priced out at retail. It wasn't because of anything else other than the fact that resale culture was so large. Now, resale culture has been around for a while, but it reached a fever pitch at that point and people were excluded. Nowadays, though, I don't think that that exclusivity is present anymore because I think people have options. However, even though we have options, it doesn't mean that everything is good. I made a statement last week and I said that shoes that come out that are designed by people like Travis Scott are always going to sell. I don't think that I'm that far off or off base when it comes to that particular statement because I do believe that when you put a name that's recognizable, especially in a demographic that is the target demographic, and I'm talking about younger people, people that are younger than me, I'm 40 years old, people that are in their teens, people that are in their 20s, those are the types of folks that I think the sneaker companies are targeting. So when you put a name that is known to young people, it's going to sell. And while that is still true, I have a couple of beefs that I want to get into this week. I didn't prepare any notes, much like last week, and I'm going to kind of shoot from the hip here as it relates to some of these things. The first thing that I want to talk about is these collaborations, and that's really going to be the focus of this episode. I think collaborations are a good thing, and I did an episode about collaborations, but I did focus on whether maybe we're doing a few too many of them. Union is coming out with another Jordan 1. I said in an episode probably two months ago that the first two were perfect and we do not need to rehash any of that. I understand that there's a story. You all know that I love a story. But in the end, the execution of the shoe does matter. And to me, the execution of the Union Jordan 1s are not really that great compared to what we already have. If you're going to go back and rehash the Jordan 1, which is the most recognizable silhouette of all time, I do believe that you have to take some risks. Some people would say that the woven scape is actually a risk. But to me, I think the rest of the shoe looks too much like what we had before with a few different colors. And that's where my beef with Ama Manier comes in. 
I want to be very clear about this because I think that if I say that and then just go into my rant that it's going to seem as if I'm a hater. I'm not a hater of Ama Manier. As a matter of fact, I've been very much a proponent of the stuff that they have been doing. The work, the craftsmanship, the stories that they have put into their shoe collaborations with Jordan Brand the last few years have been mostly exceptional. The Jordan 1, the Jordan 3, the Jordan 2. I think that they did a great job. I think even the Jordan 4 could be put up there. But at some point in time, when you reach into the well far too many times, you're going to come out with something to me that feels uninspired. And I believe that this Jordan Airship that's coming out that is an Ama Manier collaboration and design, I think it is that. I think that they have reached too far into the well of Jordan brand and I feel, at least personally, that this particular iteration of a Jordan silhouette is uninspired. Why do I say that? When the images came out, it was almost like a shock drop that this was happening. The release is happening very, very soon. I believe it's happening in August. And when I saw the images, I was underwhelmed. Now I've said on this podcast before that the images kind of ruin sneaker culture, but I think you can see an image and think to yourself, wow, that's a shoe that I have to have, or that's beautiful. I can't tell you how many times I've seen early leaks or pictures of these shoes and thought, wow, that's a great looking shoe. It doesn't affect my buying stance, but it does make me appreciate the shoe a little bit more. And I have said that these pictures can ruin things because we're thinking too far down the line. Here's the thing though, when these pictures came out, all I saw was a Panda Jordan airship. And honestly, that's not what we want. The airship hasn't had that many collaborations at all. I think the only one I can think of right now is the Nigel Sylvester, and that one didn't even release. They released a GR version of it, which by the way, sold out and is one of the most beautiful airships I've ever seen. Very simple in its approach. But you can be simplistic in your approach when you're putting out a GR release. Nigel Sylvester was very simplistic in his approach, but there were little subtle nods to himself and his personality in that shoe. It didn't ultimately release, and what we received was a well-made, well-crafted GR version of it. I think that that is okay. My beef with the Ama Manier design is that while there were nods to themselves and their story in this, I didn't feel that the shoe execution was anything special. I feel as if they went too simplistic. And again, there is something to be said about simplicity in these designs, but when you are at the place that Ama Manier is, and when you have hit home run after home run after home run, you have to do a little bit better than that. And to me, this shoe feels very much phoned in. And I'm disappointed because I wanna see these old silhouettes get love. The airship, the story behind it, in the movie Air, they didn't even acknowledge it because I understand that it's not important to the general viewing public. Uh, sneaker lovers are gonna know that history. But even so, I don't think that a majority of sneaker culture today, and I'm talking about younger people, really know the history of how the airship came about and what its actual place is in the history of Jordan brand. And that's okay, but the more colorways that we get of that shoe that are taking more and more risks, the more hype is gonna be generated by it, the more young people are gonna be about it, and the more shine that that silhouette is going to get. That's something that I've been asking sneaker culture to do for quite a while. I want you to innovate. I want you to take risks. I wanna be wowed by what is coming out. Oversaturating the market with tons and tons of options is a great thing, but it's not going to wow a lot of people. It's not gonna make me want to spend money the way that I did in what was really a ridiculous stretch there from like 2018 to 2021. It seemed like it was hit after hit after hit. Things have slowed down now. 
And so Ama Manier to me feels like they phoned it in a little bit. Again, I don't know what all of the design elements are. I don't know what it was like in the design room, but all I do know is that what I see, which is the final product, is not anything that I feel is special. And it's disappointing because I feel as if we're getting to that point of oversaturation with Ama Manier and the exclusivity or the allure of that particular collaboration and that particular boutique has worn its course. And it's really, really sad. But the guy that I really have a beef with, and maybe I shouldn't have a beef with this guy, but I have a beef with him and with Nike in general, and that's Travis Scott. Listen, Travis Scott is going to sell merchandise. He's gonna sell a lot of things. He's a very, very popular man amongst young people and amongst people who like that kind of music. I like myself some hip hop. I even like myself some Travis Scott songs. But in the end, when it comes to his shoes, he has definitely come to a place where we have seen a lot of his work. Don't forget, there was a time where Travis Scott wasn't known for just his shoes. I think I would say, and I believe that it's true, that today if you talked about Travis Scott in the open, more people are gonna associate him with Jordans than they are going to be with his music. He doesn't have a ton of music out. He hasn't exactly been around for 20 or 30 years to have built up a big catalog, but he has built up a big catalog of sneakers, and a lot of those sneakers have been in the public eye in pop culture. Sneakers are part of pop culture now, a big part of pop culture, and I think that Travis Scott is 100% interwoven into that, and he's never gonna not be a part of it. He's gonna be a part of the lore. It's just like Kanye West. No matter what we do to quote-unquote cancel him in our society, Yeezy and Yeezy brand are going to be synonymous with the story of sneakers forever. There is nothing that you're gonna do that is going to erase it because they were part of a seminal moment that got us to where we are. But what we have seen to me from Travis Scott has become more and more lazy. Yes, he has taken a few risks by taking some silhouettes that have not been highly touted and trying to put his stamp on them. And that's fine. I think that sometimes Jordan Ben probably says, look, we're giving you a lot of leeway on these very, very popular silhouettes. Please do us a favor by doing a collaboration on something that is not really selling. And I think that's why you've seen some of the silhouettes. Now he has worked with Air Force Ones. Remember those first Air Force Ones with the 3M hits, the interchangeable swooshes? Those were very, very simple, very, very clean, very, very effective. Moved on to the Jordan 4. And then I believe in 2019, he created his piece de resistance, and I don't think it was ever gonna be outdone, and that was the Jordan 1 High, the Mochas. They're beautiful, they're perfect. There's really nothing that you could say about those shoes that you could hate on. I think that that's his best shoe, and it's gone downhill from here. And I get it, it's going to happen. But now, we're coming out with golf shoes. Golf shoes, fam. That's really what Travis Scott is gonna do. We're gonna take a Jordan 1, another colorway of the Jordan 1 Low, slap some slightly different colors on it, put some golf spikes on it. Not really, because if you've ever worn the Jordan golf spikes, they're not really spikes. And now we're gonna sell that as if it's a golf shoe, when really what they're trying to do is still sell us a Jordan 1 Low as a Travis Scott. Come on, they can do better than that. The other thing that has happened is he's released a new album, Utopia. Full disclosure, I've not heard it. But accompanying that, which happens a lot, there is some shoes to accompany it. Now, you would think Travis Scott, new album, lots of hype, we wanna sell that, we're gonna sell a bunch of shoes, so maybe this is gonna be a new silhouette, maybe this is gonna be super fire. And you know what we got? White Air Force Ones with Utopia branding on it. Are you kidding me? That's the best that we could do? And you know what? They sold out anyway. Folks, 
we are getting had by these companies just because a famous person designs it just because their name is on it doesn't mean it's worth your money white air force ones it's a slap in the face to the culture those of us who appreciate the place that the white air force one has just putting utopia branding on it and trying to sell it as if it's some big thing get out of here with that and i will die on that hill it's insulting to sneaker culture you should be insulted by it. Maybe you're not. I'm not saying that you're wrong for not being insulted, but when it comes to how you spend your money and when it comes to the culture, we have to do better than that. Nike has to do better than that. Nike's gonna put out whatever they want. Travis Scott can sign off on it because he's gonna get the royalty checks from it. In the end, Nike is responsible for that. Are you kidding me, Nike? We have got to do better than that. The other day, a friend reached out to me because he was blown away that Snoop Dogg was releasing sneakers but not from a company we have ever talked about here, from Skechers. Skechers, which is known as a dad shoe, it's known as a middle-aged shoe. I have never seen a pair of Skechers that I thought, that is fire, I actually need to go get it. And what he said to me was so true. It only matters if the consumer believes it. And these sneaker companies have made us believe that anything that comes out with some famous or random famous person's name on it is worth our money and worth the hype. Fam, I'm here to tell you that it's not. Be more selective in what we're doing in the culture. Don't just say, well, you know what? It's a Travis Scott. It's going to sell out. It's going to have some margin on resale. So I'm going to go ahead and get it. Don't do it. Make a statement to these companies that say you need to do better. And again, we're in possibly a golden era of sneakers. There's lots of options. You don't have to go out there like sheep just because Travis Scott is doing it. There's GR Jordans, GR Dunks, New Balances, Asics. There's a ton of stuff out there. The Asics pack with the X-Men logo. Oh my goodness. What a great execution of shoes. The packaging, everything, the presentation, unbelievable. There's a lot of great work out there and we do not have to settle for this piece of crap branding, this piece of crap innovation. This is not innovation, folks. This is them trying to make us believe that those shoes are something that they're not and they're not anything. And so I have a beef with Nike and I have a beef with Travis Scott because to me, it's insulting. It's insulting as somebody who has gone through the history, who appreciates the history. And I'm sure you watching this right now or listening to this, if you're an OG or you're somebody who appreciates the culture, has been alive long enough to understand where we are today, damn it, you have to be offended by this. You have to. It's just, it has to be better. And that's why I just believe that that is a slap in the face to us, Travis Scott, Nike, and us as a culture, we all can do better. Release of the week, where I like to highlight a shoe that catches my eye and I want you to know about it. It's not always hype, rarely is it but it's just something that I think that you should know about. And I know that this episode was a little bit more intense than my normal episodes. I'm a little fired up in case you can't tell, but it's not all bad. There's a lot of releases that happen, and I told you last week that things are oversaturated, but what that means is that there's something for everybody, and I'm gonna go the OG route. An OG Jordan 1, no matter whether it's Travis Scott or not, is always gonna be a hit in my eyes because it's a classic look, and there are a lot of classic colorways of that silhouette that we can see that we have and we can wear. And it's just always gonna be iconic. And the Jordan 1 Low OG, the black toe, how can you go wrong with that? It's a Chicago-related colorway. The black toe look is great. 
The leather on it looks awesome. It's an OG look on a low top. You really can't go wrong there. By the time this episode comes out, it will have released already. Go pick it up. Go try and find it. Appreciate where that came from because I think not enough people know the history of the Jordan 1 Low in the lineage. There are some absolute fire colorways that have come out over the years, and this is one of them. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and pick it up. How do you feel about all of these collaborations that are coming out that feel as if these companies are not really taking the time to give us any type of an effort? Get in touch with the show. Instagram at FireFootwearPod is still the handle to find the show there. INC Sports on YouTube, you can find that in the show notes. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. It's not mandatory, but it does help. If you want to find INC Sports on TikTok and this show on TikTok, at INC Sports, at FireFootwearPod at the handers to do that. The Maddie S Media Network, of course, we have other podcasts, including Iceman and Coach, including Political Football, which is back for season four now that the NFL season is upon us. Fam, I hope that this finds you well. I hope that this finds you safe. And I hope that you are not getting had by this sneaker companies. I'll see you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.